Welcome to the Energetic Tarot Podcast, a podcast that helps you connect with the energy of the cards, read more intuitively, and create a more connected practice overall. I'm your host, Kat Crawford, a UK-based energetic tarot reader and tutor, helping you read more objectively for yourself and use your cards for ultimate self-care. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. How are we doing? So we're tapping back into our usual episode type this week. And we're going to be looking at a major arcana card that I'm fairly sure we haven't touched on. And that is a firm favourite of many people. And that is the moon. But we're going to be pairing it with the seven of wands. So a lot going on subconsciously. So we are going to be talking about the battle that we often face between who we are and also who we want to be. So sometimes the two don't align. Sometimes we are a version of ourselves in the moment that we would rather not be or is how we deem not the best version of ourselves and we probably have an idea of who we want to be moving forward. So it might be something as simple as I don't want to dress a certain way, I want to dress this way or I want to create this type of well-being routine but at the moment I don't have any well-being routine. So really having a look at the reality of who we are in the current moment and also what we desire, what we want to, kind of the next version of ourselves we want to be. So often these two versions don't coincide, don't partner together very well because there is something deeper going on beneath the surface that needs addressing that needs our attention and we're not either not ready or we don't really feel like dealing with it at the moment. So the subconscious self becomes conflicted and at odds with the conscious self. So that's really what we're going to be working to overcome in this episode. So we'll be addressing this issue by using the deep subconscious exploration of the moon card and also the fiery defensive energy of the seven of wands card as well. So together we'll learn how we can access that subconscious vault of information, all the stuff that's locked deep, deep down in that moon card and look at how we can use all that information to align these two halves of ourselves. So really digging up all of that essential stuff that the moon is holding for us deep, deep down in our subconscious and using that fiery seven of wands energy to sift through it all and see which stuff we should keep and which stuff is holding us back and which stuff's getting in the way of us being able to take that step and become who we really, really want to be. So that is what we're going to be doing this week. We will have our usual journal prompts at the end of the episode. And yeah, let's get stuck into it.
So first things first, let us have a look at the moon card. The moon card I feel is romanticized a lot. <laughs> we can get a lot of like aesthetic pictures of the moon card and nice blankets and tapestries and and then you start to dive into what it actually means and what's required to work with the moon card and you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> so it is a tricky, complex card to deal with, but essentially the moon card is very close to the finale of the Major Arcana. So it is card 18 within the Major Arcana. And if we use numerology to sort of sift through the moon a little bit more, we can add its digits together. So one plus eight, which gives it the number nine. And the number nine in numerology is the number of abundance and fulfillment. So an abundance of feelings, subconscious baggage. This is what we're dealing with with the moon. So it all has similarities with some of the other nines that we kind of come across as so things like the nine of swords and this idea of abundance of anxiety and abundance of uh, fear or worry drawing up from the deepest roots of the self. So often when we say things like abundance, um, we tend to instantly go to the more positive aspect of abundance, but you can have an abundance of negative things as well. And when we talk about the moon, we're talking about an abundance that is very neutral. It's neither positive or negative. Um, it's just an abundance of information that we have to sift through and kind of go through a little bit more. So the moon rules over a lot of our unspoken emotions and past experiences. So all the things we bury deep, deep, deep down because we don't want to or we simply can't deal with them at that moment. So they're kind of like everything we put into a treasure chest and then bury and walk away from and forget that it ever existed. So that's really what we are diving down into. We're digging up that chest and opening it up and starting to face what was in there and process everything that is in that chest. So it could be argued that the moon is sort of like a bridge to the most authentic and honest part of the self because it takes us or at least gives us a way to move from a very conscious position and start to figure out how to get into that subconscious, how to create that pathway down into the subconscious. So a good way to do this is usually through meditation. So the moon can often represent things like meditation, tapping into intuition because that draws up from the subconscious and all the stuff that kind of lies in the subconscious as well. So another element of the moon that is especially interesting for today's topic in particular is the element of misinterpretation of not having all the facts and information in order to make an informed conclusion. So because we have 
buried so much stuff deep, deep down. If we're dealing with a problem or a situation and we're not acknowledging that stuff, often we can't hit the nail on the head or we can't find the right solution because we're not using all the information that we need to use in order to find those solutions. So with the moon, it kind of, when it comes up, it asks us to look deeper. It asks us to really have a look around in the subconscious and try and bring up those things that are the root cause of our problem, our situation, or whatever it is that we are dealing with. So there are illusions caused by the moon and we'll chat about how these transpire later on in the episode so there's a lot going on with the moon you know when we talk about the card it is not just a full moon it's not just a new moon or a a waxing moon or a waning moon it encompasses all those different phases. So if we apply that to the self, it's all the different phases of the self. So it's all of our new beginnings, it's all of our enlightened stages, it's all of our struggles, our achievements, it is everything. Um, And it is all illuminated by this energy of the moon. So the other card that we're working with today as well is the Seven of Wands. And the Seven of Wands is a kind of battling for the self, not really against others. So in the one suit, we have two cards in particular that show some sort of fight or some sort of conflict, and they are the five of ones and the seven of ones. I always imagine that the five of ones is a lot more external than the seven of wands. So the seven of wands is more of an internal conflict. Whereas I, this is just how I read the card, but I always see that the five of wands is more of a, an external conflict. So things in the real world that we are having to take action against and and kind of fight against. Whereas with the seven, we're really bringing it inwards. And as well with the number seven in numerology being the the number of spirit the number of spirituality and and the soul so really encompassing that um in the internal world so a lot of things about spiritual defiance determination protecting your beliefs um and really just questioning things that maybe you thought you knew um and we'll have a look at how the seven of wands and the moon can really work very very well together in a little bit but essentially seven of wands just as much about solutions and compromise um exhaustion and harmony like there's a lot of paradoxes within the seven of wands but it can be a very deep internal battle and because we're talking about the conflict or at least feeling a certain way and wanting to be a certain way the seven of wands perfectly represent that kind of push and pull that internal battle of one always looking for dominance over the other so the reason that we pair it with the moon especially for this particular subject 
is that we start to build the picture of this conflict between the subconscious and the conscious. We start to really delve into it a lot more. We're able to pick out root causes. We're able to um, better see the internal conflict that is going on and what could be involved. So that's why I've kind of paired these two cards together. However, it's also a reminder that you are in control of where you put your power, sort of how you treat yourself and how you feel about yourself. And those things are integral to not only how you feel day to day, but how you communicate with others, how, like, what actions you take, what your behaviours are, what your routines are. So when we talk about being a certain way and wanting to be another way, there is a lot of internal conflict that you have to face up to, that you have to overcome in order to see the reasons why. So to see why you are the way you are right now and why you aren't that version of yourself that you want to be in the future. What is it that is anchoring you? What is holding you back or stopping you from being able to be that person to step into that way of living and create those habits or create those routines? What's stopping you from dressing a certain way? Is it fear? Is it something somebody said decades ago when you were a child that has now influenced the way that you see yourself and worry about what other people think of you and and all of that stuff? So when we combine the moon and the seven of wands together, it just allows us to ask a lot more questions of why. So why is it that I feel this way? Why do I do these things? Why this? Why that? And then what we can do is once we know the why, we can then work through those things and find solutions to overcome them or rewire that way of thinking or create new paradigms that then allow us to start the journey to becoming that version of ourselves that we see as I don't want to say better because I think that's a negative way of seeing it, but kind of a level up from where we are right now and, and what we can achieve and, and be right now. Hello, my love. This is just a quick reminder that if you do want to learn more about energetic tarot, you want to learn more about using your cards practically, and maybe not just tarot, maybe oracle cards as well, make sure that you check out the shop on energetictarot.co.uk. There are many different workshops, ebooks, courses that you can take and dive into to help you build your tarot practice, to help you build your energetic and intuitive tarot practice, including things like my Tarot for Reconnection workshop, which focuses on using tarot or oracle cards to really connect you with your authentic self, or my Limiting Belief Tarot workshop, which is all about using tarot or oracle cards to identify and start working through those limiting beliefs. You can also head over to the blog and the freebies section to grab some freebies, again, all about using tarot in a very energetic and intuitive way. So if you do want more from energetictarot.co.uk, make sure you go to the shop and enjoy.
So when we are talking about who we are now and who we want to be, a big thing that we have to acknowledge is the idea of the authentic self. So just quickly, here is essentially what I deem to mean the authentic self. So it is the person that you are deep down without any constrictions, without any um, societal rules applied to you. So a lot of the time when we are children, we are 100% our authentic selves because we haven't yet absorbed all those kind of fears and worries that society will put on you as you grow older. So what we are essentially trying to do is see where that authentic self is now as an adult and what kind of things are stopping us from being able to connect with that. And that's often why we do tend to feel like the person we are in the moment is not the person we want to be because we're not allowing ourselves to be as authentic as as possible. So with the moon, the moon helps us identify the stuff that is keeping us stuck in this stage of our journey. So like we said before, it's digging up that treasure chest and being able to kind of like a time capsule, I suppose. So you're kind of taking everything out and reminiscing about it. So it may be a memory, it may be a feeling that you had when you were younger and being able to lay everything out on the table and face it and kind of relive those things. Obviously for some people, it may be better to do that process with the help of professional support. So things like counsellors or therapists or psychotherapists. But if it is a case of you just kind of want to tap into it a little bit and you feel completely safe and happy to do so, um, then feel free, go forth and un- unlock that case of information that you have deep, deep down. So another way of thinking about the moon card and the subconscious is that it is the junk drawer of the mind. So it is where we hoard everything and we just put it in there and we're like, we're just going to stick it in there because it's important, but I'm probably never going to look at it again. So it is the junk drawer that we have to go through and sift through and find those little nuggets of, of gold that is in there. So we have to clear everything out first. So everything that is blocking us from being able to connect with the truest part is somewhere in that drawer, but we can't find it. So it's a bit like if you do a huge deep clean of a room where you actually have to make it 10 times messier in order to then sift through everything and see what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep, and then reorganize everything. And that is essentially what we're doing with the moon card. Um, and it just allows us to focus on that and and do that for the self and do it in a way that we feel comfortable with and that we can really gain something from it. So this is all the work that we're doing as the person we are now, as this version. So we're really digging up all that information to see why is it that we do the things that we currently do? 
why is it that we dress a certain way? Why is it that we think a certain thing? Why is it that we have a certain routine or a certain habit? We have to understand why we are the way we are in order to then see how we can become that next version. So some of you may feel very comfortable with who you are, um, but then I th- I don't think you would be listening to this episode if <laughs> you were like, I'm a perfectly great person and I'm very happy with who I am right now. But we can easily stay in place because it is easy or safe or comfortable. So even if we want to be a certain way, we want to be a different version of ourselves, it can be very tricky to get to that point because we have been the way that we are right now for so long. And so even if it's not the best version of the self, it is something we are very familiar with. It's something we feel very safe and very comfortable with. So sometimes it can be exactly what you need, but we can't stay like that our entire lives. We have to allow for growth. We have to allow for transformation and change. So even if it is comfortable, even if it is safe and familiar, we have to at least create a way for ourselves to move forward and to to grow out of the version of the self that we currently are. So when you do feel like you've outgrown, outgrown, outgrown your current self, you may be holding yourself back without even realizing it so you may be like well I'm ready to be this next version but you just can't seem to take that step and and propel yourself in that other direction of that that new person that you want to be so the answers to why you can't do that often lie with the moon and that subconscious so deep dive into the junk drawer of the mind and find what is causing the blockage? What is stopping you from being able to make those changes that you want to make? So there's plenty of ways to do this, um, from hypnosis to dream journaling, intuitive drawing, regular meditation. There's like loads of different ways that you can do this moon work. This work is all about you and your internal world. It doesn't need to look pretty or make you feel amazing. It doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. This is the very messy side of self-development and growth. So this work is all about um, overcoming those very difficult things. So it's tricky to do. It's not easy to do, whether it be like practically or even well definitely emotionally it might bring up things that you never wanted to deal with in the first place or that you buried for a reason um so things like doing shadow work and and things to be wary of when doing shadow work with the moon for example will be things like trauma triggers so if you know for a fact that you have had past traumas or very kind of serious traumas in the past then tread lightly when you're doing this kind of uh work with the moon and diving into that subconscious so there are kind of gentle ways to do shadow work but if you want to really get to the root of things then maybe have a look at 
going to a hypnosis therapist or um, I recently did it's called RTT which is rapid transformational therapy and it's like a big accumulation of different types of counseling so it's counseling um what's the other one psychotherapy hypnosis was the main part of it neurolinguistic programming cbt and it just encompasses all those things but it's a really nice supportive way to do that moon work that we've been talking about to be able to take a really deep dive into the subconscious and allow your subconscious to bring up everything that you you need to address so definitely recommend having a look at things like that if there are specific things that you want to dig up and deal with um, that you think is maybe holding you back from being able to move forward so one thing I would say as well when we do this stuff is don't pity or look down on the person that you were and that you are now so don't pity your old or present self don't see yourself as doing things wrong or not being where you wanted to be or feeling like you should be somewhere else where you are now is where you were always meant to be at this moment so don't look down on the present self because that's not going to help you move forward into this next version of yourself the person you are right now has the strength and the courage to admit things that need to be addressed and that transformation needs to happen and that takes a lot of courage to admit and even more to actually do something about it so the fact that you even recognize that the person you are or the version that you are right now isn't the best version that you can be that is something to celebrate and and really um, give yourself credit for so not necessarily seeing it as a bad thing so where we go next is we channel the seven of wands and we essentially stand up for yourself against yourself really your kind of self-negative talk um not being happy with who you are right now but also not being yourself up about it as well so whatever you dig up or pull out of the depths of that moon card fully embrace it see it for the pros and cons that it has offered to you get a balanced and objective view of it the seven of wands energy also comes into play when it comes to processing those darker elements of the self so it requires a fight to relearn beliefs create new paradigms and reprogram the mind especially if you've never done any type of inner work before remember that it's not all bad stuff that is locked in the subconscious and there are things that you can draw on that will give you strength and courage to do what needs to be done um to kind of move yourself forward so there are a lot of good things that have been lost or buried, maybe even under those heavier things that you need to move out of the way and, and uncover. So a good way of doing this is think about who you are now, fighting for and fighting to protect and to stand up for 
your child self. So a really nice way of doing this is if you can find a picture of yourself as a child and kind of meditate on this. And even I know some people have put the picture of themselves in front of them and had a conversation with that child self. And that can do a lot. So a lot of inner child work, um, which is a really nice thing to do with the moon if you kind of want something that's a bit more uplifting and, and positive. And even just doing stuff like that, doing that inner child work can be a great catalyst for changing the way that you think about yourself and changing the way that you talk to yourself. And that will set you on a new path to being that person that you have in your mind in the future that you want to be. So let us do a quick exercise. So this is Seven of Swords and the Moon exercise. It is a visualization meditation, which I don't think I've ever done on the podcast, but we're going to do it now. So here we go. <laughs> Get comfortable. What I want you to do is wherever you are right now, obviously if you are somewhere that you can't do a meditation, don't worry, you can pause this and do it when you do have a second. But I'm essentially going to take you through this nice visualization meditation that you can use when you want to do this moon work. So here we go. So I want you to sit up straight with your feet planted firmly on the floor. Start to focus on the feeling of the breath moving in and then out of the body. So really bring that focus in, feeling the temperature change in the nostrils as you breathe in. Feel as your diaphragm pushes that air out of the body and that warmth of the air leaving the body. Take a big deep breath in. Really feel the walls of the lungs expand, pushing out as much as they can and then slowly exhale and feel the warmth move up and out through the body. So I want you to do this 10 times in total, focusing on the feeling of the ground rising up to support the feet beneath you. Feel the base of your chair supporting you, sitting upright and support your back on the back of the chair. Continuing to take those deep, big breaths in and slowly breathing out. And once you have finished your cycle of breathing, 
want you to now visualize yourself at the edge of a huge lake. See its dark water shimmers very gently underneath the glow of a big full moon that sits above you. The night air is warm and can feel a very gentle breeze brushing along your cheek and tickling your hair. Your feet are bare and you can feel the sand of the lakeshore between your toes. start to take 10 slow steps forward and towards the edge of that lake. You take step 10, feeling the roughness of the sand on the ball of your foot, that gritty roughness pushing up through your toes. Take steps nine and eight, and the sand starts to turn into smooth pebbles as you reach the very edge of the warm, navy-coloured water. Step seven, your toes are being lapped by the water, and it's warm, warm enough to feel like your own body temperature. Step six, both feet are now submerged and you can feel your body and the water becoming one. Step five, you move forward further so that the water now reaches over your knees and you feel anchored to the lake bed, able to move through the water as if you were on dry land. Step four, you feel the water splash up over your waist. The gentle movement is calming and you feel completely supported and at ease. Step three, the water moves up over your shoulders and tickles your chin, but the lake bed continues to keep you grounded and supported as you move deeper and deeper into the water. Step two, head finally submerged under the water, but you can breathe as easily as ever. Step one, you are feeling calm and at peace as you go deeper and deeper into the depths of that lake. Looking around, you can see suitcases, photo albums, bits of junk, toys, furniture, dotted around, piled high. You move forward further into the depths and start looking around. You can see things clear as day as it is illuminated by the bright full moon above you. Something catches your eye. You reach out for it 
and hold on. It's heavy, but the water helps you hold on to it with ease. You look around again, moving between mountains of items, memories, thoughts and feelings. You start to pick things as you move through, adding them to the pile you're carrying in your arms. These things feel significant to you. The items that don't are left behind you in the depths. Feeling like you have everything you need, you start to make your way slowly back to the surface with your treasure. You watch as the lake bed slopes back upwards towards the shore and you start to feel the breeze of the night air brush the crown of your head as you re-emerge. Step by step, you walk back onto the sandy shore until you are completely back on dry land and placing your treasure gently by your feet. Take another deep breath in and slowly exhale. And another deep breath in and slowly exhale. One more big deep breath in, the biggest breath you've taken all day. And slowly exhale. Start to wiggle your fingers and toes and come back to your body. Open your eyes and take another big deep breath in and just sigh it out. So something a little bit different for this episode. Um, I use meditation a lot when it comes to reading for the self. I find it a very helpful thing to anchor me and just center me when I'm doing my readings. So after you've completed this meditation, I want you to start journaling about what you found in those depths. So what was it that you pulled out? Was it an object? In which case, what memories or emotions or thoughts were attached to it? It was a feeling. Can you pinpoint the moments you felt that feeling in the past? Like where, what memories have you had those feelings in? So this is your seven of wands moment. Your, your time to start unpacking those treasures and ask them questions. Think about why you've chosen those things to bring out of the depths and into the light of your consciousness. What is it about those things that your conscious mind wants you to process or wants you to face up to? So that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the little meditation there at the end, something new to do. Obviously, if you need to go back to it at any point, please do. And yeah, that is it for this episode, a bit of a long one. And I will 
speak to you in the next episode. So bye bye guys.